Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. John Cobalt Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we're on the radio from 1 until 4. And then after 4 o'clock, John Cobalt Show on demand, the podcast. And you can hear what you missed. Uh, Moist line, 877-MOIST86. We got vacancy, 877-MOIST86 for Friday. And uh, you can uh, look at our Twitter feed at John Cobalt Radio. And um, we have a vote going on. Uh, don't ask how this got started yesterday, but it's uh, too far gone now. Uh, we've got photos of uh, Deborah's two dogs uh, versus Ray's dog, and your vote will determine who is officially the cutest: Deborah's dogs or Ray's dog. And last I checked, uh, last I checked, Deborah was winning, right? On Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were losing the Instagram vote. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we got that, a split that's what Eric verdict? said yesterday. But that was yesterday. All right. Well, anyway, you, you could go vote because what else do you have to do, right? They're uh, all cute. They're all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk now to John Woodward, John A. Woodward the fourth. He is the listing agent for a, an estate uh, at 1316 Beverly Grove in Beverly Hills. It's four and a half million dollars, if you're interested. And it's got quite a history. It was seized as an asset from a doctor named Munir Ueda. Uh, Dr. Ueda is on the loose now. He was accused of hiring a hit woman to kill his model girlfriend. Also, he was involved in some kind of insurance scam. So the state seized the house. It's in receivership for the court. So we, the taxpayers, are paying to maintain this thing. Somewhere along the way, it got invaded by squatters 
who are making a load of money renting it out. They're renting out rooms and hosting parties, which is driving the neighborhoods insane, the, na the neighbors insane. And uh, George Gascon, uh, his office can stop this nonsense. We talked with John Hatami yesterday about that. He's running to replace Gascon. And um, Gascon's office uh, claims that squatters have rights. So they're doing nothing. So we're going to get the listing agent on here. John A. Woodward the Fourth. John, how are you? Welcome to the John Cobelt Show. Hey, John. How are you? I'm all right. John Woodward. This is, uh, Good. This is a wild story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did you end up being the listing agent for this? Um, I have worked for the administrator for the court before when there's a fraud in Medicare. And uh, I've sold property for the state of California when doctors rip off Medicare. And, and this doctor... This is the biggest hit Medicare's ever taken. This, this doctor ripped off Medicare for $150 million. Oh. So this is the house is in receivership to go, you know, pay back some of the funds of Medicare to the state of California. $150 million? Yes. That is staggering. And they say he yes. put out a hit on his girlfriend. He killed her. Yeah. Uh, oh. I don't know much about that. I it, just, it was a successful hit. Uh, that's what I understand. Oh my. I've never met the man. He fled the country in, I think, either 13, 2013 or 2015. Wow. And I think he's in, in Lebanon right now. So you're anyway, left. I, my, you go ahead. I, I'm just, uh, the administrator knows me and used me before. And, you know, I've been in the business for 40, you know, 40 plus years and a top broker in LA. And, uh, anyway, yeah, this is probably one of the most, uh, one of the most interesting, wild, insane listings I've ever had with a situation. So, uh, when did the squatters take over? Well, the squatters took over in October. Um, the pool man, who the, you know we're paying for, the taxpayers, you and I, or the state of California, called me up and said, "You know, Woody, do you, do you want to keep me on?" I said, "What, what are you talking about? Yeah, we want to keep you on. We, we want to keep the property maintained." He goes. Well, there's people moving in. I said, what? <laughs> so I said, I'll be right up there. And uh, there's sure enough, there's people moving in. So I called the police. The police show up. They take an ID number. They take a report. And the, the squatters pr produce a fake lease and said, here, we leased the property. And I said, no, they didn't lease it. I'm the broker. We didn't lease it to these guys. It's not for sale. I mean, that's not for lease. It's for sale. And once the police saw that, they kind of go, hey, we believe you, but this is a civil matter. So, you know, I've told the attorneys for the court, why don't you just cut off the utilities? And their response was, you know, hey, squatters have rights. And it's like, they're, <laughs> rights? They're, what about us? We've got rights. And, and uh, anyway, it's been a complete uh, disaster up there. The neighbors are fit to be tied. You know, they thought I leased it to these people, and they were furious at me till they learned that I was the first one to call the police. And the police have probably been up there 50 times, and uh, they know all well, what's, about what's this the point of, what What's the point of the police showing up every night because they have some crazy party going on? Have you heard, because John Hatami, who's running for DA, said on our show yesterday that, he's, that Gascon, because John is a deputy DA, Gascon has a department where they could shut this down. 
he, he, they, they, they have over, a, a, I don't know, a certain uh, oversight for cases like this, and they can send their investigators and clear those people out. Yeah, they could do that today. They could do it yesterday. It's in court. The judge should, you know, make a ruling, set out his deputies or send out the marshal, and this thing would be over with. Um, I don't know why it's just been in limbo and no one's doing anything on this. Because I've, uh, I've heard of this fake lease scam. All you have to do is, you know, create something on your computer, print it out, and show it to the cops, and they're supposed to turn around and leave. Yep. They say it's a civil matter. They can't take my my side over their side. And um, even though they said, hey, John Woodward, I believe exactly what you're telling me, but our hands are tied. This is now a civil matter. What are the it's already in court right now. I, I don't understand why the judge doesn't take care of this or the DA doesn't shut this down. I mean, I told her... I told someone, hey, the administrator, to tell her, let's just cut off the utilities and, you know, half the problem be solved right there. There's no water. There's yeah. no electricity. Uh, you know, it yeah. shut down their, their, their fund. Well, if the Gascon doctrine is the squatters have rights, you see what's going on here. What, uh, by the way, is this in L, because there, there's areas of, that are called Beverly Hills, but are technically in Los Angeles. W which police this department? Is in, this is in Beverly, it's called Beverly Hills P.O., yeah, and so it's in L.A. And so, yeah, if this is in Beverly Hills, if this is in Beverly Hills proper, the Beverly Hills police would have shut this down. Right, right. First day, first day it happened. Yeah, it's it's the nine zero two one zero post uh, postal code, and there's a yeah. there's there's some of Los Angeles in that postal code, but you you put Beverly Hills on your uh, on your mail. Uh, what kind of parties yeah. are going on there? What what kind of behavior is being uh, seen? Well, it's been all over the news, you know. They they start about midnight and they go till six seven in the morning. Big rave parties. They charge a hundred dollars to get in, and they have about a hundred people up there. And if you talk to any of the neighbors, the neighbors are the neighbors are beyond they're beyond upset. They're they're infuriated. They are they are so angry, and uh, they're very angry at the DA's office for not taking care of this. Well, I, that's. I mean, it's so obvious this is not in dispute, and 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 the judge is dragging his heels. And what's the reason for that? Do you know? I don't even think the judge knows about it, but it's in court. It's in court. I've got four offers on the property right now, and they're just kind of sitting in limbo. Oh, with, you uh, we're you, to you can't sell it because of their fake lease. I can't sell it because. Most of the offers I have are contingent on getting the squatters out, and no one's taking any action to get the squatters out of there. So hopefully the DA will hear your show, and it's been on the news on every channel. Hopefully somebody at the DA's office will listen and finally take the bull by the horns and get those squatters out of there and have this problem come to an end, and we'll get some peace and quiet up there you know and i can That's... sell a house and move on with my business yeah i'm that that this is a wild story all right john thank you for coming on and telling us the story all right thank you all right good that's, luck that's john right. woodward Bye -bye. and he's the listing agent for the for this mansion in, in beverly hills i was just looking up more details of the case so the doctor in question really real 150 million dollars 
he ripped off and uh, Medicare fraud. And the uh, he's run off to Lebanon and he's connected to the murder of his 21-year-old ex-girlfriend. And she was found murdered in March of 2008. And they think Dr. Ueda hired a hit woman, one of his employees, paid her a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, he's, so he's, he's far away, and I guess they haven't been able to extradite him. $150 million. Do they have any controls in government? There's, is there anybody who has any security measures? How does he run off with $150 million? That's like the $30 billion that the fraudsters ran off with during uh, the unemployment scam, the COVID years. More coming up. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. How scary is that squatter story, though? Uh, I, I, I know people that they've had that situation. And I it is too. almost impossible to get those people out. I do, too. I, friends of ours, they, they moved. I think they moved from uh, the uh, near Hollywood, right? They had a house and they were moving to the west side. And they went back to the Hollywood house and they found people inside like they were going to rent it out. And just yes. during the transition period, I guess they noticed moving trucks and they thought, well, this is going to be vacant for a few days. Right. And then when, with the fake lease, the fake lease that's been around for years. And the idiots in the legislature never closed that loophole. You could print something on your home computer. I'm sure there's lease templates, right? You just fill out all the forms. You show it to a cop. It's That's like right. kryptonite. They can't do anything. It freezes the cops. They say, oh, civil dispute. You have to go to court and decide who actually owns the place. It's it's ridiculous. I, it is ridiculous. And I don't understand how squatters have rights. You know, it was funny when, when your guest said, well, maybe the DA is listening and do something. <laughs> yeah. You think the Gascon is listening to you right now? <laughs> he might be listening, but he's not going to do anything. <laughs> But isn't it crazy? Every day we have a Gascon story, and they come out of left field. Like, who would have thought that that squatters taking over this this doctor's house? And that doctor is a piece of work, huh? Kills the girlfriend, steals one hundred and fifty million dollars from from uh, California Medicare, goes off to Lebanon. Nobody can touch him. Now, He's did he did he kill the girlfriend in that house? Because that might spook uh, some people. Did he kill the girlfriend in that house? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Because that that might spook some people and, and say, well, you know, the, the, there was the, a murder here. That listing agent has has four offers. So uh, let me see. Uh, no, no, she was killed in Santa Monica. Oh, but killed sixteen years ago. Boy, some people just get away. They can do anything. And it's they so get, it's not fair, John, to the neighbors. I mean, I have seen those neighbors being interviewed on TV. And I mean, these parties are going all night long and people are they're parking all up and down the street and they're throwing their, you know, trash and I mean it's 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 crazy and you can't do anything about it. No. No, I, but what 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 John Woodward said, the listing agent, he goes, "Well, it's 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 technically in Los Angeles." So uh, it's LAPD territory. Beverly Hills police wouldn't put up with it. Uh, I was going to say. And the Beverly right. Hills police and the city of Beverly Hills, they don't put up with anything. And if you walk through Beverly Hills, you're not going to find like homeless people laying in the streets or laying in the park. They, they just they just take care of business, period. I still don't understand how squatters have rights. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that makes zero sense. Especially since it's already a court case. Every the, you know, the judge should be aware of this. Gascon is aware of it. And what John Hatami explained yesterday, he has the personnel. There's a, uh, a special division that handles these kind of matters. And he has the jurisdiction to go in there and, and shut it down. And he, and he refuses to do it. I, I'm, I'm just, there is absolutely, that's why whenever we go on a trip, we try to get somebody to sit in the house. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, you know, anybody. Because somebody's uh, going to go into your fancy house and they're never going to want to leave. <laughs> that's just what I need. <laughs> no, it's really not that nice. <laughs> you want to start that? No, no, you're, move on. You're, you're not, you're not living time in, for the news? You're not on food stamps. I don't live on the west side, John. Oh, you just live high up in the hills. It's better. You look down on the west side. Okay, okay. All right. When we come back, uh, do you... It, Here's, here's what grabbed my attention. Headline in the uh, El Segundo Times, L.A. is being stripped for parts. Do you know why all the overhead lights are out, why it's so dark in Los Angeles? This is part of the lawlessness. Because thieves have stolen the copper that electrifies thousands of lights in the city. They've stolen the copper wire. So there's thousands of lights that are out and not being replaced. And periodically there are stories about this, but it only gets worse. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. John Kobelt show KFI AM 640 live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. If uh, you missed uh, some of the show, uh, all the shows so far, what the hell? Well, uh, it, you can hear it again on uh, the podcast, John Cobelt Show On Demand on the iHeart app. Uh, Moistline 877-MOIST-86, 877-MOIST-86. And uh, continue voting at John Cobelt Radio on Twitter. Uh, whether you think uh, Ray Lopez, our producer's dog, is cuter than Deborah Mark's two dogs. Ray has a little, very cute, six-pound Pomeranian. Very cute. And I have two rescue dogs mm. that are terrier mixes and uh, i have to say i was offended I, I don't really read a lot of what people say no, i've shouldn't. learned yes but somebody said that my dog that, that they they commented that mine are two little rats well first of all <laughs> ray's dog is little not a rat my dogs aren't little and they certainly don't look like rats so i don't understand why people have to be so rude, that is cold right that is really it's mean really to mean. insult somebody's dog and, and i'm just a going to block people from yeah, now you, on well that do stuff like you know, that uh, you know my policy i, I don't do. uh, i don't so read. my dog is a rat no no her said, dogs are rats no, somebody said uh, that your dog was cuter than those two rats. Yeah, but you're hinting that my dog is a rat. No, I Your dog isn't a rat, but my dog okay, is a rat. Okay, Ray, I was going to call you May because my dog's May, Maisie. No, I said that your little Rocco is a six-pound Pomeranian. He's little, and my dogs oh, are not- Oh, wanted to call him a rat, though, right? He kind of looks like a rat a little <laughs> now, bit. John, is this is how this, this nonsense started yesterday yeah, I when know. Ray said, I just my wanted dog to do is cuter than your two dogs put together. I, I just wanted to do a little quick promo for it. I- didn't want to fight to break out again. <laughs> anyway, go vote on Twitter. Just scroll down and find it. I don't know where it is. Uh, the uh, The news is that finally the Los Angeles City Council has noticed that the city has gone dark. Literally gone dark. Do you know why? Do you know how many? Well, all right. Just in Boyle Heights, Lincoln Heights, and El Sereno, right on, on the on the east side, 
do you know 3,738 streetlights have been vandalized? 3,738 because the thieves steal the copper wire. And there's a whole story in the El Segundo Times this week about the city council trying to figure out what to do. Um, I started doing this a few years ago, driving south on the 405 at night, going up and down the Sepulveda Pass, and I noticed how dark it is. You know, my wife and I'd be driving, I'd go, you, is it dark to you? Or, you know, am I starting to dim? Am I on my way out? Because I figured that's how, what it happens, right? Before you die, things just start slowly going dark. And I say, it's getting dark around here, isn't it? Well, it just turns out there's no streetlights anywhere anymore. And after I noticed it that time, I started noticing it everywhere. And I noticed it on, you know, main boulevards, on side streets, and it's all copper theft. And I know David Goldstein did a story when he was at uh, Channel 2 some years ago. And uh, because it was, on the, it was on the freeway. What's that? Oh, we got Richard Greenberg coming up now. Oh, well, somebody had to remind me. All right, put a pin in that. And we're going to get we're going to get to it in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we're going to have Richie Greenberg on. Richie Greenberg ran for mayor of San Francisco, and he's the founder of the D.A. Chesa Boudin recall. And we're going to talk to him because this is another story about the incompetence of government in San Francisco. Four years ago in San Francisco, they announced a state law that they thought would get the mentally ill and the drug addicted off the streets and into some kind of care. It was going to be a con a conservation effort, right? They put them into a conservatorship. And after four years, they helped exactly four people. Four homeless people got the treatment. I it's just shocking that they spent all that time and all that money and helped only four. And they think there's four thousand of these people. Let's get Richie Greenberg on the line here. Richie, I'm sorry about that. little miscommunication on when you were coming on, but welcome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and hello from San Francisco in the belly of the beast. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I am doing well. Uh, all right, so you got, you got thousands of people with mental illness and addiction, and this program was supposed to do what? Well... You know, uh, in all honesty, you might as well just shake up a magic eight ball and see what the answer would be. Because, you know, there is no concrete answer for anything. When you have money involved, when you have millions or tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars at stake, you've got those nonprofit agencies and organizations that have been taking taxpayers' money, my money, uh, and all my friends and, and family and, and great uh, business owners here, we're paying up the wazoo every year in property taxes, sales tax, business taxes, hotel room taxes, and, and, and so on, to fund these kind of programs that are supposed to be catering to the needs of those homeless, those who have mental addiction, uh, that are on the streets, or in, um, uh, you know, wandering around in tents. Uh, but, you know, this is also, this is about greed. This is about holding on to the money. The nonprofit organizations collectively uh, are pulling in billions of dollars through all the different uh, programs, and uh, the money's funneled to them unaccountably. They do not want to see their livelihoods 
their 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 nonprofits go away. So what they do is they they put up these roadblocks, they put up these barriers to treatment, they put up barriers to uh, to bringing people off the streets. They get fought, they fight in court, they try and block legislation. They uh, also try and help those candidates running for office that would that would be more towards uh, keeping these individuals on the street rather than yeah. bring them in. And this is what you see. You have unaccountable nonprofits that, that are not helping us. They're not working this for is us. What I suspected and believed for years, Michael Schellenberger has written a book about this, about the nonprofits wanting to keep themselves in business. And they do just enough. They pay themselves a lot of money. But they do not want to solve the problem because then they'd have to find another line of work. Exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, San Francisco, I think, is his book, correct? Yes, yes, in um, detail. Yes. yes. And they know what yes, they're doing. That, Behind the scenes, they'll they admit do. to what they're doing. Absolutely true. They, they know it. Uh, they, they try and find excuses. They hum and haw when they're being uh, confronted either by the media or during uh, some hearings in City Hall or elsewhere. It's the same thing, and they don't want this to go away. They want to, they want to line their pockets. They want to get their uh, their salary. A lot of them get two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. And why would they want that to go away? So they want to fight to keep it status quo. What I couldn't believe was the way they watered down the law. You had to be placed on at least eight involuntary mental health holds. 5150s eight times within right. a year yeah to be eligible yeah, for this eight i mean 5150s are supposed to be when you or someone you're with is in imminent danger like you've got a knife and you're holding the knife in the air and then the police could drag you and put you in a 5150 hold for 72 hours that has to happen eight times before they're right. eligible and, well again who is making up those rules right who is it that is compromising who is it that is forcing a watering down in legislation and we heard that you know as bad as uh, people uh, attitude towards uh, notorious uh, state uh, senator scott weiner is he apparently has been trying to to tighten up the loopholes and to bring uh, and to rein in this uh, but here in san francisco the local city council our board of supervisors has watered down what the state has has uh, been trying to push. Yeah, that's what's so, crazy. Again, the state has a law, crazy. And, and then the, and the county supervisors then unwind the law. Can you hang on the line? We'll do more when we come back. Sure. Richie, Richie Greenberg, he is a, an activist in San Francisco. He ran for mayor. And we're talking about how San Francisco uh, tried to uh, implement a state law that would get Homeless people off the streets, especially the ones who have mental illness and addiction. There's over 4,000 of them who are homeless. They're addicted. They're mentally ill. 41% of these people are frequent users of emergency psychiatric services. And after four years and a lot of money, only four homeless people were helped and put into conservatorship. Four people in four years let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket legal shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John Cobelt on demand from KFI AM640. John Cobelt Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And uh, we are going to continue talking with uh, Richie Greenberg. Uh, Richie's a political activist. He's run for mayor of San Francisco. He's a founder of the uh, Recall of the DA up there, Chesa Bodine. And the story it came out of the San Francisco Chronicle is that there was a state law that was passed that would was to get homeless people who were addicted and mentally ill in a conservatorship. And there's 4,000 people in San Francisco who meet that definition. Homeless, addicted, mentally ill. 41% use emergency psychiatric services. This is... These are these are the toughest cases. And after four years of this program, only four people were helped. And I can't imagine the amount of money that was spent. 
Uh, let's get Richie Greenberg back on. In fact, Richie, do we know how much money was spent on this? Not exactly, because there are uh, so many different aspects to uh, where money can be spent. You've got uh, allocations from certain propositions that have passed here, Prop C from years ago. You've got um, other ways to funnel money to nonprofits that are unaccountable, and that's the problem, that we can't get a straight answer. But the thing that's for sure is that it's in the tens of millions, hundreds of millions, maybe even a billion dollars or more when you add everything up all together, because not only is it the funds that have gone to these nonprofits and through like our Department of Public Health, but you also have to take into account when there is a call, an emergency call, because someone's having a, a crisis on the street, if they bring the fire department, they bring ambulances, that often is not even calculated in to the total cost of what taxpayers are, are paying. So that's what inflates it more. So, I mean, we've got a, a huge, huge problem here. As you said, 4,000 individuals approximately. I know that's a drop in the bucket compared to what you have down in Los Angeles there. But we're a small community. We've got 800,000 people, more or less. We've got a astronomical $14.6 billion budget, which is insane for the number uh, of, of residents here. We have uh, this year, 2024, the mayor is up for election and half of our, our board of supervisors, our city council, are also running for election or re-election. Are they going to get reelected? Well, you know, we are doing the best that we can now to throw them out or prevent the farthest left-wing uh, candidates from being elected. Uh, there, there are several uh, committees that are right now working uh, including myself, I'm trying to get the word out there, and we are oppose, uh, opposing even uh, uh, London Breed, uh, our mayor here. We're we're actively working to oppose her re-election. There's so much on the line: money, our safety, the recovery of the city, and we really are looking at this now as also being a referendum on her. Her failures over the years are really come to light. You know, it it really really fleshes out what we were talking at the very beginning, that the reason this goes on is because it's such a lucrative racket. Now that there's so many hundreds of millions and billions of dollars flowing through, these nonprofits have metastasized, and there's so many people whose livelihoods are at stake. They have influence and they have money and lobbying power, and they can make political donations. And so any, any laws which might in some way help the homeless people and get them off the streets, which would benefit the general public... It's going to be stymied because there's a lot of money in keeping all the homeless people on the sidewalks, face down, dying. There's a lot of money in that for people. Exactly. That, that's exactly correct. And they can control it. That's the thing. City Hall and uh, the agencies and, and commissions and, and all those uh, departments, they can control. They can control what's going on. In the past, they used to vilify tech tech industry used to be the villain because they couldn't control the success. They couldn't control what was happening. And I predicted years ago that if there's a demise of the tech industry and people left, it's going to be taken over by focus on the, on the homelessness industrial complex, as they call it. And that's what has exactly happened. All right, Richie. Thank you for coming on. Good talking with My you. My pleasure. Richie Anytime. Greenberg. Thank you. From San Francisco. So I was...
uh, leaving my uh, my normal burger joint the other day, and behind uh, this burger place is uh, is a narrow road. It's not an alley. It's it's a regular road, and it, it runs along the back of a series of of stores just off Ventura Boulevard. And I usually take it and eventually head on to the radio station. And as I'm driving down, I'm the only car on that road. There is a crazy person in front of me. And she's mad. Maybe she's 40 years old, a woman. And she's got a backpack on. She's holding some kind of object. And she's gesturing. She had a water bottle, I guess, in her hand. Big one. Took it and smashed it on the ground. And it broke into pieces right in front of me. And then she took her backpack and smashed it to the ground as violently as you can. And I'm now swerving the car trying to get around her. I'm thinking, if she bolts out, I'm going to end up running her over. Now she And she bends over, bends over, and she's gesturing and shouting at some imaginary person who I guess she thought was lying on the ground in front of her. I mean, she is screaming and cursing and waving her arms and is insanely angry at this imaginary person. With all her possessions now busted and strewn all over the road. And I'm thinking, in no universe is this woman not captured and taken away you know, to a, a mental health clinic. That, it would have been obvious, right? Because my first thought was, it's like, I had to call 911. Because if anyone crosses her path, you know, she might kill them. And I thought, well, who's going to come? And what are they going to do? Nothing. It's crazy. Um, all right. When we come back, uh, well, we'll explain. We'll explain this to you. We're going to talk to a, a Long Beach mother um, whose son was killed uh, in a in a, a car incident, and he is. She's begging a judge to reject the terms of a plea deal that would see her son's killer spend only six months in jail. This is, oh, it's L.A. County story. What do you think is going on here? Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.